Welcome back, Kofkin Bond listeners. Podcast 60 here today with another guest. We've been good at getting some guests on today, and this one's exciting. So, from my point of view, I guess Tony goes away and has um, some retreats and comes back absolutely hyped after him. So, we're going to deep dive into um, what actually goes on at these retreats and the, uh, the actual brains behind it. So, today I'd like to welcome Lee Higgins uh, to the podcast. Lee, welcome. Thank you, Jamie. Great to be here. So, Tony, I'll, I'll let Tony. you deep Thank dive you, into, uh, into Lee and what Lee does. But yeah, I must admit, when you come back from these um, trips away with Lee, I have a lot of work to do from there. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and that, that's the thing is that it's not just about uh, going away and being motivated for the weekend and coming back on Monday and doing things exactly the same. That's not how you grow. Um, it's about implementing the great ideas you learn from great people uh, that Lee has the ability to be able to bring together who are all serial entrepreneurs. But to introduce you, Lee, uh, Lee is the founder of the Million Dollar Business Club, uh, which is, I call Lee, your lifestyle entrepreneur. So he's not just about uh, making or helping businesses make the big dollars. He is actually about the entire holistic life, uh, which he does a tremendous job on. I think the quote is next level success and deep level fulfillment. Absolutely. And, and that's what Lee is brilliant of, of, first of all, making you think about, and then secondly, driving to that next area. So um, as a disclaimer, I am a member, obviously, of the Million Dollar Business Club. I am a very, uh, very proud to be associated with Lee. I've known Lee for probably several years now, Lee. Yeah, have to be. Yeah, so it's... Uh, well, it has, to go, it has to go back to Cyril because I think when I first started working for you, Tony, um, you might have gone on one of the trips then and that was around four or five years ago. So it has to be in that timeline. There you I go. Think just Byron Bay, actually. The Byron yeah, Bay trip. I, I think he'd just come back. So, Lee, <laughs> you were the one of the first names I heard in the industry. So, yeah. That's oh, fantastic. I can't remember it. Love it. So Lee, tell me, uh, let's, let's go back to the start. The, you have been a serial entrepreneur in many businesses and, and uh, have, have and sold successful businesses in your own right. Uh, but you, uh, how did the Million Dollar Business Club start? Uh, where did the idea come, come from that? And, and then, okay, we'll start with that. Tell me about the start of the Million Dollar Business Club. Great. Thanks, Tony. So originally, you can imagine uh, we've all done this at different times in our lives and businesses where we imagine a reality that something might occur. And for me, I remember imagining bringing lots of highly successful entrepreneurs together and having dinners and learning from each other and all of that sort of thing. And it seemed like a bit of a pipe dream at the time and didn't really take any action towards it. Uh, I really just um, was a business leader who made and lost millions, as I like to say, I learned the most while losing, uh, but I made and lost millions of dollars. And uh, as long as you learn from it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you can imagine many things. <laughs> yeah. but one, probably the most particular thing that we're discussing today, and I'll come back to the, uh, to that is that um, it's more important to enjoy the moments. Um, and that's, you know, and that's why we do what we do, but let's go back to how it was created. So I decided to become a coach. Well, originally I got a coach and then I realized I was a coach. And in that process, I naturally attracted uh, high revenue business leaders, successful business leaders, financially successful. Um, I naturally attracted, I had at uh, one stage there about nine of those. And I was talking to a guy 
who said, who was going to assist us with our marketing actually. And he said, what about, um, he said, you're attracting all these, you know, these highly successful individuals. What about we call it the overnight millionaires club? I said, no, I can't over deliver on that. I, yeah. I <laughs> say, so I can't do that. I thought about where he was going and I thought, yeah, maybe million dollar business club. And I said that to him and he said, yeah, that's a good idea. We sent out a couple of emails to test the waters and uh, turned out that people really liked the idea. In fact, it started getting more attention than my original coaching business called Enhanced Proprietary Limited. Uh, so I just bought on a new assistant as well. And I had the two arms of the business, Million Dollar Business Club and Enhanced. And I had to decide where to point her attention. And her attention obviously had to go to the place that was getting the most interest. And uh, Million Dollar Business Club it was. So she loved that idea because she wanted to bring everybody together. Tony, you might remember Victoria. I remember um, Victoria very well. Yeah, I've got a, a great good... photo of myself, Boyana, and Victoria in the backseat of a Cadillac in Byron Bay. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Make um, me look like a superstar, Lee. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so you think of found Victoria very favourably? Well, she is. She's a beautiful woman, she and she helped. Yep. She assisted us as well uh, with a number of things. But one of the things was she was very excited about bringing um, million dollar plus revenue business leaders together to see what might happen. I have to be honest, I was a little bit anxious because I'd been coaching these people individually. Um, so bringing them together was a bit of a, was like, okay, this is a new idea, but let's give it a shot. Long story short, you were there, Tony. Um, I was. And that was at Byron Bay. We took five helicopters out from Byron Bay out to the hinterland for brunch. That was a lovely brunch. And then back again, of course. I'll let you know in secret, Tony. It was a very hot day, but we were the only one with air conditioning, by the way. You didn't know that until now. Oh, I do know <laughs> that I did get out of that helicopter and I was drenched in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, if Dougie's listening to this, he'll think, he'll think it's funny that I've let the secret out because we uh, on purpose actually grabbed the same chopper back, not telling anybody that we had air conditioning. Okay. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was in the chopper with uh, Jeff and Dean Reed and Boyana and uh, yeah, Jeff and I were sweltering in the backseat. <laughs> it was a pretty hot day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it was a lot of fun. We had a, you know, some uh, dinners and stuff and um, lunch and a bit of yoga and surfing and uh, the helicopters from there, we realized we we're onto something. The members uh, gave us a lot of feedback saying, listen, this is great. Um, and when I say members, originally they were coaching clients and then we decided to put Million Dollar Business Club together and they wanted to participate in whatever we were up to. And I, uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you quickly, Lee, about that. I'd, I'd actually never been to Byron Bay before. Um, wow. I, think, I think, unfortunately, I've probably traveled more around the world than what I have around Australia. But yeah, I always right. heard amazing things about Byron Bay and it certainly lived up to the expectation. But on we, the first night we got there, um, I, we were staying in a B&B, beautiful B&B. I think it was called 5150. No, that's a Van Halen record. Uh, but it anyway. was something like that. We recommended yes. yeah, a recommended you did. place. Yeah. yeah, so it's... Um, and the... Um, I asked the owner, I said, uh, I want to go for a run first thing in the morning. Where should I go? And she said, well, basically, most people run up to the lighthouse there. But what you do is you follow this road, go up here, uh, run past uh, the naked Brazilian women who do their naked yoga in the morning. And, go, and I said... 
Sorry, would they do what? <laughs> <laughs> and what time does yoga start in the morning? <laughs> what a classic. Even I didn't know about that one, Tony. Well, there, well, there you go. So it's um, just, just on the way up to the lighthouse on the left-hand side as the hill starts, Lee. <laughs> Might be moving back to Byron Bay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my introduction to Byron Bay. What a classic. Yeah. yeah. No, beautiful place. Um, love the event there. Uh, we lived there for six years as well. Uh, now living in the Gold Coast, uh, which we're enjoying a lot as well. Dane, from, from, from your point um, on these retreats, what did you take out of it? If, if this is Lee first starting from Byron, what did you sort of take out of that first event? Okay, so I, I remember actually having a discussion with Lee probably about uh, three, three to six months prior, and I said to him, wouldn't it be great if we all got together and just had dinner one night? And he said, hold the thought, we are, we are doing something in the making. So it was... Uh, and then, you know, three to four months later, Byron Bay came out. So uh, I think it was a thought that a lot of us were actually having. And what I found interesting is that um, I did know one, uh, one of the business owners there, Dean Reed. Dean was a client of mine um, and his father, Jeff. Uh, beautiful family. Um, so I did know them. And so we're actually, I was going and meeting everyone for the first time. And all of us are in the same boats. Uh, we all took our partners along, well, most of us did, uh, took our partners along and things like that as well. And it was interesting for me meeting a whole bunch of people who are unbelievably successful people in different fields. So we had a guy who Lee um, spoke, you know, Gus, who Lee said uh, he's the Uber of truck drivers in Queensland. Uh, you know, that's how he described uh, the, uh, Gus's logistics business. You had Dean, who is a very successful uh, franchisor, owns a magnificent business based on the Gold Coast, but it was spread all around Australia. Uh, we had Dougie Woodford there uh, and Kirsten, who unfortunately is no longer with us. Uh, got to meet the energetic uh, Morris, who's you know very artistic and things like that. So there's a there was a whole range of relationships that were actually formed over a weekend. But from for me, I was learning from other SME owners about what they're pain points are what where their focus is where they're moving to so it wasn't a case of we weren't all there and there was there was no egos attached we weren't all there saying who's the biggest who's the richest who's the best um etc it was a case of a whole bunch of people who are openly willing to share about their experiences so i might have pain points in the financial services industry on some particular area and i might have a guy who owns a very successful trucking business saying here's what we've done with our distribution and things like that so so for me it was meeting a whole bunch of humble successful people that lee um, has successfully brought together awesome tony and I, I think it's great that you make the point that you know it wasn't about ego because i think some people do if they don't know us and they hear the name million dollar business club they might think that that's a group of those types of people and we definitely don't attract those type of people at all we haven't got any no. um obnoxious or you know egotistical type people in the group which is which is fantastic yeah so so that was my first experience of the club in respect to a get together um so i've been on three um and they they have all been fantastic but it really was a case of learning from other great people and byron bay was a real it was a real magnificent eye-opener welcome to the group 
here's what we do. Lee really brought it together fantastically well. Uh, Victoria is an amazing person of just making everyone feel welcome and happy. That's just her spirit uh, that she gives off. Um, and it, it really was, it really was wonderful being put into a situation with a whole group of strangers and a few days later, all coming out as friends. I love that. Uh, and, and learning at the same time. I love that. And Jamie, to answer that question from my perspective a little bit, because the first one was, um, it was our first one. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, well, that's leading into my next question. How has the development been? Because I know Tony's yeah. been away a few times now. Yeah, so it has evolved. And as you said, as Tony said, he's been to three. Um, pretty well the second one created the formula that we still run today. And we've run 10 of those type events now. Um, but effectively it starts with a mastermind on the Saturday. Now that's what happens. So people generally arrive on the Friday night, get comfortable in their accommodation and you know, they can get up nice and early in the morning and do what they want to do. And Lee, explain, explain, also explain a mastermind. Sorry. Yeah. To, so to the and then we yeah. start into a mastermind. So the mastermind is about bringing these highly successful leaders together who, yes, they know how to be financially successful and they've got pretty good lives, but they want them to be better. And I don't know an entrepreneur on the planet who is ambitious or successful who doesn't want more or better. So they come together with the intention of making their lives and businesses better and supporting each other in that process. Uh, so we you know, give them time to uh, reflect on what's going on, where they're winning, where they might, might be room for expansion. And then we get what we call the brains trust. In the mastermind, we have a group of brains which serve as a trust, right? So it's the brains trust. Um, and this enables these people to tap into these unique individuals from all different industries with varying perspectives to get uh, a new awareness or a new strategy or a new perspective on how they're looking at their lives and businesses. Then after that, we'll bring in an international level speaker, uh, someone who is highly successful. Um, you know, quite a lot, uh, probably usually international level. That's one of the requirements. They have to be international, motivational, aspirational. Um, so we'll bring that type of person in. They'll lead them for an hour or so. Then there'll also be um, some breakout groups to interact with the international level speaker. And whilst they're doing that, the other group's with me and then we swap over. That kind of takes up the whole of Saturday. Um, so there is a lot of learning and there's a lot of um, enjoyment as well, a lot of liberation because business leaders, one of the biggest feedback uh, comments that we get is, oh, they're going through challenges like me. And it's like they, that puts them at ease and makes them feel okay. Then they, go, then they see how that person's dealing with those challenges differently to them. Uh, so it's quite liberating. Um, that usually finishes about four or five bit of time out then we'll go to uh to meet in the foyer about six we have a unique kind of transport usually tony do we have unique kind of transport we did yes we had yeah, stretch we, limos we had, that time uh, <laughs> but, no we had stretch limos in byron uh and in melbourne we had horse and cart horse and cart yeah going past the uh i've still got pictures of me and uh jody in the back That's uh right. there jody pulling all his faces as he always does in every photo <laughs> um and uh yeah going down uh to the botanical in south yarra yeah. uh there where it was beautiful had, wasn't it it was beautiful and actually it was interesting i always wanted to do the horse and car but going past the tennis center and everyone taking photos because it was like nine of us all lined up in a row it was amazing 
Yeah, yeah so we, yeah. that's that's part of our formula now is to have a unique form of transport just to spice it up a bit, um, get people to the dinner destination in a way that's uh, enjoyable and, and new. Uh, and then um, dinner, entertainment, we have some sort of entertainment that breaks the ice, gets people talking. And then uh, when that's all finished about nine or 10, the next day is an adventure day. So that's why the helicopters, for example, we've taken yachts out, we've taken supercars out in Melbourne there, Tony. Yep. Um, we've taken seaplanes, you were there for that one in Perth. Uh, we've taken drift cars, we've taken all sorts of things, done all sorts of adventures. But if I just give you a summary of that formula, uh, Jamie, it's basically that a lot of these people have met online like Zoom. Um, and so they've got to a sense of each other, but they've not met in person. So they'll meet in person, they'll be in the boardroom, they'll start to get to know each other's lives and businesses better. Then by the time they have dinner and possibly a drink, they let their hair down a little bit, they, friendships get a bit closer, uh, they start to understand each other a bit better. And if you can imagine then going together on a, an adventure day the next day, those fr friendships are really formed and gelled uh, because they're going through an experience together. Uh, so we've now utilised that as our formula and it works really well to support uh, the leaders in getting all the aspects uh, that they want to experience. Yeah, what I find interesting is some of the names you guys talked about at the start. I've obviously never been on one of these trips. I'm sure Tony will bring me up soon, eh, Tony? I'll take you for a drive in my supercar first. Some of the names that you guys are mentioning is I've actually met them a lot because a lot have come on as clients and a lot of Tony has strong relationships yeah. now, um, even catching up for a beer after work to talk about life and, and those mm. how we're going with business together. So, you know, a lot of those names are familiar with me and I've met these great people. So that's what I found interesting. Have you found that with, I guess, all... Most of the people that come along, they've all sort of kept in contact with each other privately. Definitely. Yeah, that's, it's a big part of it. Um, a lot of the members of the club have been with us for four and five years. Uh, some, well, five years the club's been open. I've been coaching leaders for about seven. Yeah. Um, and some of them are still around from back then, actually. Morris Goldberg, for example, Tony. Yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely, they definitely form relationships and friendships and, uh, do business together and uh, support each other uh, outside of what we organise for sure. Yeah, and that's obviously encouraged from your end as well to do that. Definitely. So what's interesting is that most of them come to us as ambitious business leaders who don't really know a lot of people that are like them. They they might know a lot Entrepreneurial, of that. We did a podcast on this, Lee, sorry to cut you off there, but entrepreneurship is very lonely. It can be lonely at the top for sure. Yeah, right? it is. You you are working long hours a lot of the time. Uh, you're coming home. There's the spare time you do have. You do. It's you zealously guard it, and it's there for the family if you have family. And you know mm. it, it. And you know sometimes you lose a lot of friends because you're you're busy building things as well. So entrepreneurship can be lonely at times. Absolutely, we find that for sure. So, and it's quite often that they've outgrown a lot of their existing their older or existing friends as well, because their friends may not have been as ambitious as them. Um, and then it's harder, even at barbecues, for example, to talk about the success that you're creating or the size of the business that you're building or, you know, because your friend is going to feel a bit uncomfortable and because they're your friend, you don't want them to feel uncomfortable. So you really want to be around a group of people that you can talk openly about these things. Um, and that's one of the biggest uh, attractors for the club. Then we do also have people uh, like Nick, uh, Tony, you might remember, he said, I know lots of people who are very successful, but we don't have the conversations that we have in here. 
Mm. And I think that's because of the way we structure that. Uh, we encourage those conversations um, and get them to talk about things that they wouldn't normally whilst maintaining rapport. Because as you know, if you start to talk about something big and your friends aren't into that thing, you will break rapport. And um, so it's something that people are really yeah. aware of. I also, do, I also think though that as you grow as an individual, your friendships do change um, as well. So it's, um, and, and sometimes too, I know for me, and this is going back quite a long time ago, but I realized that there were a lot of people in my life that were probably a bit toxic. Uh, You know, maybe they came to me because they always seem to have nothing but negativity to say and things like that. And maybe they came to me to either try and drag me down to their level or try to have me lift them up. And, you know, and and I actually and I actually thought that was part of my role in life where I've I've kind of realized that it's actually not. Um, So so for me, some of the realizations as well is that you surround yourself with like-minded people and, and I'm not saying, you know, I've, I've got some very, very strong close friendships uh, now mm. and none of them are toxic whatsoever. We're all there for each other and we're not all business owners, you know, or anything like that. One's a church pastor. Uh, mm. One is going back to school to study uh, sports marketing and, you know, so he's employee at Amaisuzu. I've got another one who's a lawyer. So, you know, self-employed. Like, so they, they range from all different things that we're not necessarily all entrepreneurial business people, but I've learned through, uh, you know, what you've taught me in a lot of ways with things like even just meditation to be focused in clarity and actually spend your time with people who are wonderful people to spend their time with, which is what the group is all about as well. Absolutely. And Tony, I'll shine a little light in there to brighten that up, even make it more clear for you. Mm. It's actually that you will probably agree with me that you didn't actually end up having to even consciously decide to get away from those people. As you started to meditate and change the way you felt internally you started to feel differently. And when you feel differently, you naturally gravitate to new types of circumstances and people. And so you want to be around people that feel similar to you. Uh, And so that just naturally happens. And then all of a sudden, there's a lack of resonance between you and the people that you call kind of toxic, right? And they feel it as well. They feel the difference as well. And they're like, hey, you know what? Um, I don't know why, but Tony and I, we've we've drifted apart. And it's just like... Yeah, because you've done the internal work that changes everything, which is a big part of what we do is is all about the internal. internal well, I, th- I think on that too, though, Lee, just to add to that, is that you open up a lot of people's minds to new, to try new ideas without judgment or ridicule. Yeah, um, okay. And 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 that that's what I found. You know, the Perth experience as an example. Mm. Um, so the that was where I actually made the commitment. Where Jody and I actually made a commitment that you know we would meditate every day, and if we didn't, uh, we had to prov- we had to uh, give fifty dollars to charity. And every day we checked in with each other for probably around about three months anyway. Mm. Um, now that's that was the commitment that I made that became a habit that is now just part of my life. It, the alarm goes off at five and from five past five until uh, five thirty-five, I do my breathing exercises and I meditate through that and through learning and through the other things, which that came out of that session in Perth. I always wanted to, but that's where it came out of. That's when the commitment was actually made. And I've done other things like hypnotherapy since then. And, you know, mm. which has been great in respect to opening up my mind to helping me understand where I am and why 
I have certain quirks and things like that because of things that I've gone through in my life, you know? So there's a whole range of areas where you've, you've helped me as a business owner in a very conservative industry to actually open up and expand my mind a lot more. And I tried to do it. I, Jamie, fair to say, I tried to do it with you guys. You're, you said to me a month or so ago, you finally, you made a commitment you, you signed up to headspace. You're, you're trying the meditation, you're trying the fitness side. I haven't been as committed to you in the headspace thing, but I well, you're, you're even now reading different types of books. Yes, so I must admit, you bought me a new book yesterday, and I'm already about a quarter of the way through that, which is interesting. Loving so, it, getting yeah. getting better in that regard. Yeah, oh, cool. <laughs> so it's by Jim Quick. Nice. Yeah, good book. Um, so, so I guess, Lee, what's the ongoing support that you provide these business owners? Um, I know Tony's obviously been doing a lot of sessions like this with you before, and, and what's that sort of ongoing touching base that you're doing with them? Yeah, so we, yeah, we, we catch up a couple of times a month on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, so the one is the meeting of the Titans, which is where we bring them all together in a similar way to the two-day or the seven-day retreats. Uh, so we bring them together there, but have a hot seat scenario. And uh, that's a great way of enabling one of the people to get their business focused on and coached um, and then asking everybody for their input. Uh, then the other alternative opening in the uh, month is generally winning strategies, which is me talking about tools, techniques and technologies that I've found through, through traveling the world and Oh, years and years and years of researching personal and professional development and what works, you know, what enhances performance uh, the best. So that's winning strategies. We also have an opening called Exponential Possibilities, which is where we introduce the house futurist, Craig Rispin. He comes in and talks uh, to the members every uh, quarter. And then we also have Investors Forum. Um, an investors forum, actually, Tony, you could probably lead one of those one day if you like, um, is about uh, educating how to have their money working harder for them than they work for their money. Because we know our demographic, our demographic is generally about 45, 35 to 55. We do have some older and we do have some younger. But in that age bracket, they're looking to, they're realising that, you know what, life's moving along. I need to set myself up. I need to have my money working harder for me than I work for it. And so that's the investors forum. So yeah, a couple of times a month on Zoom, which is nice and easy for everybody. Um, it's great because rather than, you know, if someone can't make it, they can just dial in on the phone as well, which we love. Um, and uh, yeah, that keeps some, keeps some momentum going. And that's been developed over the years too, Jamie. I mean, originally we were only doing one a month and we were realizing that wasn't enough momentum. Yeah. Um, and we're also running four events a year at one stage, like the in-person events. And we went, no, that's too many. In fact, we asked members for feedback a lot. And the feedback we got was, hey, loving the events, but you're running too many of them. Oh, I can't get to all of them. So uh, we're now twice a month on Zoom and uh, two two-day events and one seven-day retreat a year. And that seems to be the perfect balance uh, yeah. for the entrepreneurs that we're working with. Entrepreneurs, business owners and CEOs that we work with. Lee, can I, um, I saw Jamie was about to ask a question, so I thought I'd jump in first, if that's okay. Yes, <laughs> and, uh, very cheeky. <laughs> um, no, so I, 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 I know his facial expressions now. I've known, I know him very well. <laughs> so it's um, just, I, I just want to share, and as a lead into my question, if that's okay, some of the successes that I've got 
that I've learned from uh, hanging with you, mate. So okay. it's, um, that's cool. Thanks, Tony. So I'd like to share some of those where my mind has been opened, and then what I'd like to do if you open that up for you, Jeff. Okay. We don't necessarily mention any names, but share some of the successes that other entrepreneurs have had who are members sure. of the Million Dollar Business Club who you have certainly helped. Well, when I say helped, I'll say this: you have to help yourself. You open up our you open up our minds to the ideas and the possibilities of where we can actually go. But at the end of the day, we still have to do it for ourselves. For you know, sure. so That's it's right. um, so on on that basis, it's it's no good having a coach if you're not going to have a if you're not going to listen to the coach, whether it's in sport, whether it's in business, whether it's in life. You know, exactly. so you have to be able to look at the opportunities. So for me, there was a couple of big things. You mentioned Craig Rispam. Um, so in the, he was in the Melbourne one and Craig was a very interesting and quietly charismatic, charismatic, thank you, uh, person, but very quiet at the same time, but the way he, the way he just went around, it was magnificent. And what Craig did was he obviously had done his research, um, he walked in there and he told he told every single one of us how our in how our businesses will fail in the future because of what is happening in each one of our industries. So he knew our industries. He'd obviously done research. He'd obviously looked at our websites, and he sat there and he challenged me in respect to financial services and how if I just do things the way it's always been done, why my business will fail. He uh, challenged Nick in respect to construction and building. He challenged Costa in regards to food distribution. Um, You know, he challenged Gus in respect to, um, you know, the trucking industry and logistics. And it was basically what he was doing was he was saying, here are these companies that weren't in existing five years ago, in existence five years ago, that today have a billion dollar valuation. You know, so uh, Warby Partners versus OPSM, um, you know, where you can buy our glasses online now. Um, You know, I I buy all my business uh, attire. All my shoes come from Portugal. My shirts come from London. You know, so my ties come from the US. Uh, And now all the guys in the office do the same. So I don't walk into the bricks and mortar store anymore to do it. So Craig really opened up. And out of that, um, I started, uh, I sat down in depth with Boyana. And I said, okay, our business has to be, we can't, do not be afraid of robo-advice, but also don't ignore it. Our business now has to be robo-advice with a personality. So we have to have digital, we have to have automated, we have to have recurring, our marketing has to be evergreen and we have to be scalable. If there can be one Tony, why can't there be a hundred Tonys? But to do all that, we have to have the platform to be able to put it all in place. So I came, came up with the Ackerman Dares, came back uh, and sat down with Jamie and said, here's what we're doing and here's our goals. And so now go, go away, research it and build it for me. You've got six months. <laughs> so pretty much like that, Jamie. And then I, yeah, then I told you he comes back motivated and asking me. To <laughs> okay, that's right. Now I understand. <laughs> this is what I want. Here's I want the whole business to be digital. I want all of our services to make sure our clients are serviced to a level beyond anyone's ever expectation of what's been seen. Here's how I want it all. Now for me, that's a vision because I'm not overly tech savvy. 
but in saying that, it was then we went out, researched. Jamie did a lot of that. He brought to me. We brought in new people. We brought in new staff to manage all that. We've grown exponentially as a result of that as well. And that actually came. Now, I remember... Um, probably about 15 years earlier, a younger Craig Rispin given a talk at the Association of Financial Advisors Conference in Sydney, and he introduced LinkedIn and the power of LinkedIn. As a futurist, he said what LinkedIn will do. I thought, what in the hell is LinkedIn? Uh, we didn't have digital phones back then. I went back, got online, did a LinkedIn profile, uh, updated it substantially since then. And I have now got so much business out of LinkedIn, but I'm wondering how many other people who are in that audience actually did that 15 years ago. Um, and that's what I'd like to congratulate you on, Tony, is being an implementer because at the end of the day, they're the people who get the results. You know, we can provide yep. all the great information and speakers and all of those things. And, yep. and we do. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's great to see uh, yourself and, but, but also, though, uh, also, Lee, the second part of that was always wondering and wanting to and trying, not necessarily understanding um, the um, meditation. And I remember you had gone on a retreat uh, to see Dr. Joe Dispenza. And you had spoken to me about Dr. Joe Dispenza. I said, yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, sounds good. Um, and then I, in Perth, I finally made the true commitment because I actually had a bit of a without wanting to sound we were but a bit of a spiritual journey i have to openly admit that um in the meditation he actually did with the didgeridoo um dennis or richard um, uh, um richard wally yeah so he was absolutely magnificent um and so i did have a real awakening to that and i made the commitment and what I found interesting is I actually had Dr. Joe Dispenza's book in my library for about two years. So I'd actually bought it two years ago, never opened up a page or read it. Which book was that? Um, the It's actually the second one. Um, so oh, uh, yeah, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Breaking the, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And that, now I opened the book at that time and that was the right time for me to open it. Yeah. Because there were a whole lot of bad habits that I knew I had that I needed to break. And that was the start. So I, I, I had that book for two years. I opened it at the right time to read it, you know, I think as well. So that they're just a couple of real wins for us. And as an organization, as a person individually, I've grown tremendously. As an organization, we're having 100% growth year on year, um, sustainable wow. growth. Um, so we've now bought two businesses up in Sydney as well. So in our expansion, so it's been tremendous. Jamie has been the person who you have inspired me. Jamie's done a lot of the hard work to actually implement it all, which has been yes. tremendous, but there's other, there's other successful stories that have come out of the million dollar business club as well. Do you want to share a few of those? Yeah, there's plenty of them. Um, yep. and it, it seems, I want to be pre-clause this. I'm not everything to everybody, but yep. the strategies that I provide do give them a broad range of results or benefits. Uh, so um, you were speaking about Gus there earlier. He, uh, he was at the last event, Exhilarate in Brisbane, where we took the drift cars out and we also had a um, pro drifter take us for hot laps, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you want to see that video, by the way, Tony. He came out and his hand was shaking. Oh, Gus. Uh, Gus was shaking driving the Lamborghini in Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the noises he was making when he was accelerating? Mel was telling us. It's hilarious. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, look, he's um, in the time that we've been working together and it's actually coming up to his fifth year anniversary with us, believe it or not. 
Um, I just saw an email this morning that said from our CRM that's telling me that. And um, he has reduced his work hours from 75 hours a week down to 30 and has increased his uh, capacity. So the amount of work that he's processing by five times. Um, So that's for me nearly a 10x growth, um, five times the uh, work in less than half of the time. Um, so that's that's one example. Uh, another one you mentioned before, I won't say his name, but uh, profits are up 260%. Um, very, very happy. He's you know, a lot happier person at the end of the day as well. The common thread is that they're all happier. They're all more deeply fulfilled. And let's just check in on that for a second. Bigger car, better car, bigger boat, bigger house, more money, more travel. All of those things are actually just about being feeling good. And so why do people think that they need to wait to have that bigger, you know, whatever, or that experience before they can feel good. And so what I show people is how to feel good now and then create those opportunities from there, because when we're feeling good, we're actually reducing stress. When we reduce stress, intelligence goes up. Cause I don't know if you know, but when stress goes up, intelligence goes down. Most people can recognize that one once I tell them, right? When stress goes up, you become totally reactive and you don't always make intelligent choices. Yeah, that's correct. But let's talk even more scientific just to go there a little bit is that you're then taking the energy that you would normally have for brain and thinking power goes to the extremities for fight or fright or flight mm-hmm. and to your vital organs. So it takes it away from your brain. So um, when we do the opposite, which is reduce people's stress, we increase their intelligence. And so they recognize opportunities that they couldn't see before. They start to observe uh, blind spots that they couldn't see and they're feeling more fulfilled and more fulfilled people attract more fulfilling circumstances and people as well. And so across the board, they're all happier. Um, And then the results vary. So profits are up, revenues averagely double for a lot of people. So you've spoken about that year on year. Well, that's not uncommon. Um, family relationships improve because they've now got a better balance and they're more a happier person, a more fulfilled person. So there's a lot of those types of benefits. I don't know a business leader who doesn't want to increase profits, doesn't want to increase revenue, doesn't want a better relationship at home, doesn't want to feel more fulfilled and doesn't want to have to wait until they get that boat or that car or whatever before they feel fulfilled. Why not have it now? So, you know, and everyone loves that idea. What, you mean I can have it today? Yeah, you can have it today. A little bit of work. I'll show you some strategies, yeah. but yeah, you can have it today. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of benefits and a lot of examples. We've got endless testimonials on our website, and we've got many more to go up there now, actually, as well, video testimonials and um, feedback from the members from their surveys that we've run through them as well. So I think there's a couple of great examples there. Yeah, no, I think there's some wonderful examples. So, so now Jamie has met the man who has also, in some ways, Jamie created your own successes in a roundabout way, and and actually got you focused, and and you know, is is helped uh, through him igniting me. And I, I've always said that you can't do this on yourself; you have to be surrounded by great people. Um, and you know, people that you trust, um, and people who want to go on the same journey, who are on the same journey and want to be part of the same journey as well. And who can think outside the box. So you, you've met the man who's created your job, Jamie. Nah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Nah, I love it. I love it. Uh, we actually named one of our events ripple effect because of that very reason, what Tony just talked about the ripple effect, how 
we affect people who affect people who affect people. And um, it's great to know, Jamie, that you're in that ripple and uh, getting to interact with you today. I appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for coming on our podcast. Um, And I'm sure you'll inspire Tony to do much more in the future. Absolutely. I hope so. (laughs) Look forward to it. Thanks Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Lee. Thank you.